1: coming in
0: from China. It's going to disappear one day. It's like a miracle. It will all be great. We're going to be so good. This is a pandemic.
1: The Betches SUP Podcast. No, I don't take
0: responsibility at all.
2: Hello and welcome to the Betches SUP's daily Corona Cast. I'm Elise Morales.
0: And I'm Sammy Fishbine.
2: And the Coronacast is your daily rundown of all the latest news on COVID-19, how we're getting through it, and just how close we are to ending this crisis. Let's get into it. Hi, Sammy. Hi, Elise. How <laughs> are, are you doing? Oh, you know, surviving and thriving in choir.
0: I, I see you're wearing your Tanya Harding shirt. I which am is, wearing
2: my Tanya Harding shirt. You uh, know,
0: that is how I picture you.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> doing what I, I'm doing what I can to uh, eliminate the competition always. <laughs> Clearly. Um, what are you up to? What do you have going on today?
0: Well, right now I am very excited because after we record today's episode, I'm recording an episode for Thursday um, with Stephanie Rule, who ah! is my favorite hour of MSNBC of the day. Um, and yeah, she is, she's an NBC correspondent and NBC News senior business correspondent, and she will be talking to us about um, some of the financial impacts of the crisis, of which they're bad. You know, yeah. I'm sure that's the, you know, the summary.
2: Spoiler. Spoiler, they're democracy. bad.
0: <laughs> um, and some, and you know, we're going to be talking about um, like the small business program and, you know, some of
2: the corruption that's been going on around there. Oh, just, just a smidge of the corruption. So. A smidge of corruption. Well, Was I'm it- excited. I can't wait to hear it.
0: I am too. Was it yesterday that you and Brian were talking about, or it must have been Brian and Amanda who were talking about like the four horsemen of the Trump administration, which yeah. are like corruption, waste,
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> self dealing. So, so episode will be focused on corruption. <laughs> yeah.
0: Every episode for the rest of the uh, this this administration will be focused. On
2: corruption. <laughs> well, yes, indeed.
0: So let's get into it.
2: Yeah, let's do it. Today is
0: Tuesday, May 19th, and here are some of today's top headlines. And to my um pleasant surprise we are starting with kind of a positive one rather than um just a mounting death count um so massachusetts-based biotech company moderna says its phase one trial of a potential vaccine against covid19 shows encouraging signs um the trials have been shown to prompt an immune response in the body and create neutralizing antibodies similar to those created by the body after fighting off an infection um in this case, they actually seem to have been higher levels of antibodies than people who had actually um, had COVID-19 and then recovered from it. So that's a really exciting sign. Um, to, to just put this in some context about how this study went and how much more there is to go, um, this was a trial of 45 people. There were eight healthy volunteers who were injected with the vaccine. Um, and you know those were the results that I just said. Um, so the, this was phase one and phase one in a vaccine trial basically just tries to ensure that it won't hurt anyone or cause negative impacts. So like kind of an important hurdle to clear because you, if you, you know, you may be protected from Corona, but you don't want to end up with, I don't know, some yeah, other side I mean, effects.
2: I was, I was reading about it myself and it's like, this is basically the part that where they make sure that the side effects are not worse than the thing itself. You know, like this is the part where that's where they try to figure that out.
0: Or in the brilliant words of our president, that the cure is not worse than the
2: problem. Exactly. This is the cure is not worse than the problem part of the trial. <laughs> right. Exactly.
0: So after after this phase, um, the next phase will test for effectiveness uh, of the vaccine. And there's still a really long way to go because they, you know, this was only on on uh, eight people who were injected. They need to now um, scale the study up to hundreds of people and then thousands of people, um hopefully by July. and the goal is to have a finished vaccine by January, but that doesn't mean that it will be finished and then, like January first, you know you get your new year New Year's resolution and you know your vaccine and you're good to you know go on vacation,
2: yeah, it's,
0: you know. It's a process, but this is the timeline that they're saying. So that sounds great because I was sort of like not even hanging my hopes on any vaccine.
2: No, Um, because well, I mean, first of all, fundamentally, I don't understand what it takes to make a vaccine. So I'm like, so when people are like, it takes four years, I'm like, okay, yeah, I guess it does. Or like, I feel like as soon as this crisis started, I just started hearing wild numbers everywhere about how long it takes for a vaccine to be made. And now yeah. it seems like there's a general consensus. Even I saw Fauci say it could come by January at the latest if things go. The er- well. Right. Oh, sorry. At the earliest. Yeah. yeah. I've
0: heard like, I've heard like the lowest end one year and the highest end never. So
2: <laughs> we have a range. Yeah, definitely, definitely a range. But, um, the, but I did. I mean, but the
0: record amount of time that they've ever developed a vaccine was four years. Yeah. So, and th- so this vaccine, it, which basically is just sort of like a new a new way of creating a vaccine that we have not used in the past. Um, so it is somewhat more of a trailblazing process than we've done in the past. So it is important to keep in mind that you know we're not out of the woods yet. Um, But the good news is that even if this vaccine doesn't work, there are also seventy other vaccines in the works. So you know maybe it will be the private sector that saves us after all.
2: (laughs) You know it it is interesting to think about like kids in school years from now will probably learn about the coronavirus vaccine like we learned about like Jonas Salk and like all of that stuff. Like like kids like memorizing whatever the eventual name of our coronavirus vaccine creator is. Yeah. I mean like, it's not that. it's
0: like there's not like a person, it's just like yeah,
2: it's, exactly it's gonna be like fair. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. But right. Yeah. I mean like
0: my grandpa had polio. So, you know, there were outbreaks of polio that were quite frequent and I think people like did kind of quarantine or like you know socially distanced to avoid them when, they, when these outbreaks would come and kids had to go on the iron lung which was like I guess like you know the 1900s ventilator.
2: Yes yeah I mean it's it's interesting because we are it does seem like we're moving into the like the shift of like the new way that society is going to be like what does the semi-opened whatever society of tomorrow look like.
1: It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. That's newly with two U's and enter the code Fever Dream twenty and sign up to get twenty dollars off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code Fever Dream twenty. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes.
2: Speaking of uh, the cures of tomorrow, <laughs> <laughs> why do I know where
0: you're going with this?
2: Uh, so this is this is just your weekly reminder that uh, the president has no better judgment than an influencer peddling laxative tea. Uh, yesterday, President Trump claims that he has been taking daily doses of hydroxychloroquine just because. Um, Trump described his exchange with a doctor saying, I asked him, what do you think? And he said, "Uh, well, if you'd like it. And I said, yeah, I'd like it. I'd like to take it. A a lot of, I'd like a lot of people to take it. A lot of frontline workers are taking hydroxychloroquine. So I'm taking drinks and I'm taking zinc and hydroxy. And I can tell you, and all I can tell you is so far, I seem to be okay.
0: Oh my God. That was just painful for you to read even.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's hard it's hard to like really get his speech patterns, like to read it on the fly because the next word isn't always the one you would assume is going <laughs> to come next, and it's very jarbled And he like doesn't use like nouns and stuff kind of in the right place, so it's hard. Even as a voice actress, it's hard to read that on the fly.
0: <laughs> well, once you conquer him, you can conquer any role.
2: Um. So yeah, first of all, I just love the idea that the president's doctor is like. I mean, if you, you want, want to take it, <laughs> yeah, just take it if you want to. I have right, no like, medical opinion.
0: I mean, we all knew that the president was seeing a dirty doctor or many dirty doctors. Um, so yeah, I'm the not the fact supp- that he would repeat that conversation in front of the American people just shows how he really knows that no one's going to hold him accountable or question anything he does.
2: I like that he also already has a nickname for it. He calls it hydroxy. He's right. Like I'm taking I'm on zinc and I'm on hydroxy. Like
0: I mean when your brain is as adult as his, it's hard to get out like that combination of like fourteen or fifteen letters. I There's know. a Q U and an X and two Y's. Uh,
2: so as a reminder, everyone, hydroxychloroquine is this antimalarial drug that Trump and his allies are have been touting, probably because they have financial stakes to it. <laughs> like yeah. I think they do, but Anyway, <laughs> so Trump has been touting it as this miracle cure. Actually, if you uh, listened to my episode with Brian Yang, he did take hydroxychloroquine and said, I mean, he's like, I don't know what of the things I took made me better or if I just naturally got better. So that was kind of his assessment on that. Um, but a study published in the Journal of American Medical Association says that the drug does not work <laughs> against COVID-19 and could cause heart problems. So, again, uh, is the problem worse? Is the cure worse than the problem situation? In this case, yeah.
0: Like, scientifically. So... Um,
2: Both the FDA and the National Institutes of Health have issued warnings about using the drug for coronavirus patients specifically outside of a hospital setting. So they're basically like, look, if you're going to use this, definitely only have them take it when they're in the hospital and can be monitored. But instead, the president, well, the president's saying he's taking it every day.
0: I, don't well, think. I I personally don't necessarily believe that he's taking it every day. Yeah. Maybe he is. Maybe he's not. I don't really think it matters. I think this is all a distraction. And Okay. It's either, one, a distraction, which it has served to, to be because earlier in the day we were all talking about one story, which we will get to in a minute, um, and then the president said he's been taking hydroxychloroquine and, like, 12 people texted me, and frankly, that started... The fact that he said that is far less consequential and personally interesting than the first story that we had been talking about all day, which is a corrupt firing by Mike Pompeo. <laughs> yeah. We we'll get to it. Um, don't worry; the the fun doesn't have to end. Um, but yeah, I don't believe he's even taking it.
2: No, I well, I saw the tweet that we put in the sub newsletter today from the at pixelated boat account was saying that like this is just like him being a full it was about him being a full snake oil salesman. Like the guy who pedals like whatever fake tonic who comes through your little town on his wagon is always like, I took it and look at my beautiful hair. Like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like, yeah. He's so, saying like, that he took it because he wants, he's like, see, I took it and I'm not dead, even though he's actually not taking it. Yeah. So
0: that, that's the, So the first thing is it could be a distraction or the second thing is that he is trying, he is somehow making money off of this or if he's not making money off of this, he's benefiting in some other way. Maybe donors of his are making money off of it and then they will give him him more money or maybe they know something about him and they will remain silent because he has filled their coffers by touting this drug that then we see shortages of and people who actually need it can't get it. Um,
2: Yeah, I also think like, I mean, it's such a whenever we're talking about Donald Trump and why he does anything, it's such like a toxic combination of factors. But I also think that he's just an extremely petty man. And he said hydroxychloroquine. And now because he said it, he sees its success as tied to his own knowledgeability about things. And he he literally can't like allow himself to be wrong about everything, anything. So now he said this drug is going to work and he's going to shove it down our throats until some scientist says it works because he doesn't want to ever be wrong about anything. Yeah, I definitely
0: think that's a piece of it. But I also, I was thinking about this this morning. Trump has nothing, nothing he's ever done has relied on anything other than like extortion, bribery, (laughs) basic manipulation of people lying. Like he's never done anything that's above board. So, there's never like something that Trump's doing where there's not someone making money on the other end, whether it's him directly yeah. or him indirectly. So yeah, he doesn't want to be wrong, but it's also like, who are these hydroxychloroquine people and what are they doing for him?
2: Yeah. Well, again, it goes back to like, someone taught him how to say this word. Someone taught yeah. his, sat his for ass it. down and they practiced saying hydroxychloroquine over and over and over again. So who who taught yeah. him?
0: Again, he can't read the combination of letters. No,
2: there's there's no way. There's no way. Yeah. He can't say Constitution without his teeth falling out. Like, literally, like. You know, Trump,
0: of all his features, his teeth, and he doesn't smile, so you rarely get to see them. His teeth are actually his best feature. But I do think they're loose in his mouth. Maybe, but look (laughs) at his smile when he was standing next to Sergey Kislyak in the. Oval office in like twenty seventeen, early twenty seventeen, bright, beaming
2: smile. He could be a smile direct club advertiser. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he has perfect veneers or whatever. Like
0: I don't see him sitting for veneers.
2: That's also true. Having okay. gotten them
0: myself. <laughs> I don't see him really doing that. But I could be wrong.
2: Maybe he get okay. a scalp
0: surgery. So maybe I am
2: wrong. Um, So just to round out this delightful little tale about the president claiming to eat aquarium cleaner on his free time. Uh, Last night, the White House physician, Dr. Sean Conley, released a statement on the president saying that he takes hydroxychloroquine and that this doctor told him to do so. And he said, after numerous discussions he and I had regarding the evidence for and against the use of hydroxychloroquine, we concluded that the potential benefit from the treatment outweighed the relative risk. So, I don't know. I mean, the whole thing is ridiculous. Whether he's, whether he's actually, if there's a world where he's actually taking it, that's completely insane. The president should not be taking experimental random drugs. If he's not actually taking it, and he's just lying about taking it to promote it, that's also really bad. (laughs) Like, There's just no way, there's no reality where it's not really, really bad that he's said this and is doing
0: it's just one of the many distractions, yeah um, that we have to deal with. And I, before we get to the most important story, the Pompeo thing, we have mm-hmm. another distraction. And yes, and it's a good I distraction for you because this is, you know, this is an entertainment podcast. And you deserve to um hear one of the most entertaining things that's happened. Yeah. And that is um House Speaker Nancy Pelosi calling the president, uh, reacting to the news that he was taking hydroxychloroquine and saying that he shouldn't take it Mm -hmm. because he's morbidly obese. And here's the clip. He's our president, and I would rather he not be taking something
1: that has not been approved uh, by the scientist, especially in his age group and in his, shall we say, weight group, what is morbidly obese, they say. So I I, I think it's not a good idea.
2: I mean, show me the lie.
0: Show me the lie, but, and I know like we love Nancy and you know, she's like the 3D chess master. So we say, but this sort of like threw something into like very clear relief for me that really bothered me. Mm -hmm. And that is the fact that like everything Nancy does is like almost purely symbolic. And like ripping up the paper, putting her sunglasses on, you know, clapping this woman has actual power. She has the power to subpoena people. I mean, yeah, they'll take her to court, but like she has the power to hold hearings. She has like a lot of things she can be doing and yet she decides to clap aggressively. Like it just seemed, it just like really bothers me. Like she's supposed to be the leader of the resistance because she's the only person who has the only Democrat with like really yeah, any with real. I mean, I know. is the best thing she it? can offer, like throwing like a childish insult about the president's weight on CNN? I
2: like, I struggle with it because on the one hand, I do think that she sort of uniquely understands how to like bother and fluster him, which I appreciate. But on the other hand, yeah, I do feel like sometimes the ta like the moves that she makes reflect this, like, sort of, like, tentativeness to play ball that I see in, like, the upper levels of the Democratic Party that I'm just, like, I always am just, like, why can't we ever just go balls to the wall and, like, play the game that the other side is playing? I'm not saying that we should be evil and corrupt, but I'm saying, like, they never give an inch. They literally play dirty on every on every field, on every stage, they will pull every lever. They will blow, they will turn the chessboard over. They'll blow everything up just to win. So it's like, we have to at least get some of that energy going on our side. Well, here's the issue.
0: It's that Democrats get gun shy about their power. Republicans are never gun shy about their power. And you'll hear this again in the story. I keep alluding to about Pompeo that they're not afraid to be like to, to be insulted by Democrats to like, to, to, to be called out for something. Democrats are terrified of being called out. But like, let's say Nancy Pelosi had kept the impeachment articles like one more month. Like let's say she kept it one more month. Corona's hitting. She doesn't send them over. Then, then let's say April, we get word of some of the things that the government's doing to prevent hospitals from getting PPE. Some of the ways that they're helping their donors benefit from, from manufacturing PPE let's say like we actually like we have a pattern of how he works imagine if nancy pelosi could like include those things in the fact pattern of the impeachment articles along with the ukraine thing because basically what he's doing in ukraine is the same thing he's doing to like the cdc and here to basically like sh- shut up whistleblowers that's, like, been going on throughout this entire pandemic.
2: Well, that's, like, that came up multiple times during the impeachment trials. They were, like, what if, you know, this is what he's doing with Ukraine, but what if he starts doing it on a bigger scale? What if he starts doing it to states? Da, da, da. Now we're seeing him enact all of the right. same behaviors. Right.
0: Withholding oh, the this- ventilators from New York. Like, imagine if she could have, like, added, been, like, okay, well, this is what he was doing in Ukraine, and look at what he's doing to our own country. It's the same fact pattern. Like, wouldn't that have been much more effective than like, oh, I guess I have to pass these over now so Mitch McConnell can like pretend to consider them and then kill them and then not let single person testify?
2: Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's no way she could have like. She could have have just not
0: given them. But there's a
2: reason. I do feel like looking back on the impeachment trial, I feel like we definitely did it in a way that like played into allowed Republicans to kind of do their, do their tip yeah. advance, And now Trump's doing He's impeached. It doesn't matter. He's doing the same thing. He's acquitted. No one even cares that he was impeached this year. No one no. cares. He was
0: impeached. Mer- Mitch McConnell held the Merrick Garland seat for a year. You couldn't hold the impeachment articles for like a few
2: extra days. Yeah, that's also true. It's like, they are always trying to gum up the works and like, play games so it's like maybe we could play some games you know I'm not saying we should be corrupt like that there's no
0: law that said she had to pass the articles at that time yeah so it wouldn't have been illegal
2: speaking of illegal do you want to take us through this this story you've been alluding to all all podcasts
0: speaking of illegal have you ever like committed a crime you know (laughs) that's from I congeniality.
2: Rec- I was like, I recognize it because I recently watched Miss Congeniality.
0: Yeah. Really okay, so speaking of illegal, <laughs> yesterday we talked about why Trump might have fired the Inspector General, um, Stephen Linick, at the urging of Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. And we had talked about how uh, Pompeo had basically like... Gotten had his staff and security to like take out his dogs and pick up his takeout food, and that he was like generally abusing his staff um, by having them do like a personal assistance job when they're not supposed to. Yeah. Um, but there was more reporting um, that came out later yesterday that suggests a much more sinister motivation for this, um, and that is that Linick, this guy Stephen Linick, was apparently about to finish an investigation into whether um, Trump's administration. Led by Mike Pompeo in this instance, had unlawfully declared an emergency last year so that it could sell weapons to Saudi Arabia, the ones who bone sawed up Jamal Khashoggi, and to the UAE so that they could um, help defeat, uh, so that they could use in their air war in Yemen, um, which is, you know, has a lot of human rights questions around it, but that's another episode. Um, so there had been a congressional hold on these arms sales given Saudi Arabia's human rights issues, the Jamal Khashoggi thing, like I had mentioned. Um, and also, um, we had suspended ar- bomb- arm sales to them because bomb fragments um, had been found in civilians that were traced to an American company um, that were used in bombings. Cool. Cool. Like, that's if we nice. found another country doing... If, it's sort of like, oh, I found Nazi shellings in this person. Like, we'd be like, oh, that's really bad. Yeah. Okay, but that's basically what was happening um, and so so we weren't able to sell them sell them more arms, but Pompeo declares this emergency, and because he was declaring an emergency, this enabled him to sidestep the congressional ban on arms sales and uh, he approved restarting sales um, to the Saudis and to the UAE um, the so
2: we kind uh, of have like an iran contra situation
0: yeah, which right. bill Barr um was called in the first time to clean up. Um, and I'm sure he
2: will. Help. Yeah.
0: Um, if you, if, in Sarah, Sarah Kenzie talks about this a lot, how he was like, Bill Barr was like not even considered a normal, like acceptable figure by Republicans because of the shady shit he pulled in covering up Iran-Contra. Um, but somehow he's back. So. Somehow. You know.
2: Perhaps for that very reason. (laughs) Perhaps.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Um, Like I said earlier, they only know extortion, bribery, You know, there's no legitimate means of doing anything in this administration.
2: I mean, and we're also at a place where the only people who are left in this administration are people who are on board for the Trump criminal enterprise. Like, all the quote-unquote adults in the room, if they ever even were the adults in the room, all the people to write little sneaky op-eds about how they're in the resistance secretly, they're all gone.
0: They're done. And And same with the Republicans in Congress because the... You know how we saw all those, like, you know not resignations, but they mm. said, I'm not going to run again. Yeah. Maybe I think that's because they didn't want to like pay to play in this shit. No. They're like, no, I would rather
2: just retire. Yeah. So now everyone who's left on their side, that's actually like working in the government. It's like all Trump sick fans and Mitt Romney. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Literally <laughs>
2: poor little Mitt Romney. <laughs> Trump like tweeted a mean video about him today. Ugh. Which is just so funny to be like in the middle of a pandemic. You're also running for re-election, but you also have time to like make oh a God. weird video about Mitt Romney
0: <laughs> because he doesn't actually do any work. His job is the phone. The phone is his job. Everyone else takes care of everything else for him, like yeah. this Pompeo thing. Um, so basically after. Pompeo had had pulled this. Um, the State Department Inspector General was asked, this guy, Stephen Linick was asked by Democrat Richard Engel to look into why this emergency declaration had been declared because he was like, what's the emergency? Um, and it also didn't probably help that it looks sketchy that the Trumps already have a close relationship with the Saudis and that they are probably connected to this arms company, which is called Raytheon, which had the fragments found in the dead civilians. So bad luck.
3: All, I mean, all... reminder
2: that Jared Kushner is what's up buddies with MBS and they're just like palling around. So I'm sure like, I can only imagine what conversations were going on on the side that we don't even know about, about all of this.
0: Oh, I'm sure. And it's also important to note that this guy, Stephen Linick is not like some deep state, you know, guy he came down hard on hillary clinton in a 2016 report for her use of a private email server so it's like really there unless you are full it shows that in unless you are fully on board for trump and whatever corruption he will engage in you're out you don't it doesn't yeah. matter if you were like a republican and you know three Robert years Mueller, ago. a
2: republican long time like known republican doesn't matter doesn't matter so yeah. anyway, yesterday, Trump was asked to explain the firing and we have a little clip. Here's what he said, So I bet you could guess what he said.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't know him at all. I never even heard of him, but uh, I was asked to by the State Department by Mike. So I don't know him. Uh, never heard of him, but they asked me to uh, terminate him. I have the absolute right as president to terminate Uh I said, who appointed him? And they said, President Obama. I said, look, I'll terminate him. I was uh, happy to do it. Mike uh, requested that I do it. Uh, He should have done it a long time ago, in my opinion. He's an Obama appointment and he had some difficulty. But uh, I just don't know who
2: he is. I really, I don't know. I never heard his name. So yeah, just the I don't, the I don't know her defense yet again. His favorite defense. Yeah, it's like, you know, Pompeo. Trump, Trump's whole thing is that he has no idea who works in the White House. <laughs> he's never, he's never seen anyone. He's never talked to anybody. He doesn't ask any questions. The Secretary of State comes in. He's like, "Fire this guy." He's like, "Sure, I don't care. No questions asked. No investigation. Nothing." Wait, do you remember
0: that story? I think you told it on, um, or maybe we both were recording, um, about how like Chuck Schumer called Trump and was like, "Can you like enact the DPA?"
2: And he was like, "Yeah." Go do the DPA. Like to some guy. <laughs> pressing. He's pressing the button that he uses to get Coke cans just being yeah. like somebody.
0: Enact the DPA. But that was like a real anecdote. Schumer said that he literally heard him say that. Like,
2: we're not even making this up. It's, he literally like, he only thinks in like reality TV show moments. It reminds me of like, when you, like the first episode of every Bachelor season, where they like you, they introduce you to the person, and you see the girl who's a quote unquote lawyer making like one phone call, and she's like, "Get me Andy the files," <laughs> like clients on the phone, and like and <laughs> like yeah. goes away and they're like, "Yeah, she's a lawyer." Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> um, so Pompeo, on the other hand, has said that Linic was fired because he was quote unquote undermining the State Department's mission. AKA. Yeah, it
0: sounds like he was undermining the State Department's mission to corruptly assist Saudi Arabia in their killing of civilians in Yemen.
2: Yeah, like okay, yeah. It, could you elaborate on what the State Department's mission is as you perceive it to be? Great question. Anyway, I think that does bring us to the end here.
0: It does. It this is the end. So You're guys, I- <laughs> <laughs> you've all learned what you need to learn about Corona today, and now mm-hmm. you can go do an obey workout or something.
2: Yeah, exactly. Now you can go...
0: And make some bread.
2: Yeah. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy making your bread. Uh, guys, until the end of the pandemic, I'm Elise Morales.
0: I'm Sammy Fishbein.
2: And this is the Betches Sup Corona Cast.
1: The Betches Sup podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Bernie Levine. The Sup is created by Sammy Fishbein. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to SUP at Betches.com.
0: Betches.